Welcome to the Global Mission Awareness Podcast, Kingdom Family Talks. This is episode three featuring Leif Hetland and Scott Wilson. In this episode, they unpack what Kingdom Family is, what it means to Leif, and how it's bringing heaven to earth all around the world. Enjoy. Well, hello, everybody. It's been uh, a while since we've joined you uh, via Kingdom Family Talks, and uh, so good to be back with you. My name's Scott Wilson. Uh, I'm the Executive Administrator here at Global Mission Awareness. And today I'm joined by the President, Dr. Leif Hetland. Good to be with you. Thank you, thank you. And uh, we, we, as I said, it's been a little while since we've been with you, but uh, one of the, the reasons why we've been uh, a little bit absent on the podcast is because we've been, we've been focused on uh, growing Kingdom Family and, and, and investing into that and... Uh, we wanted to take a little bit of time today to talk a little bit about the journey that is Kingdom Family, the Kingdom Family movement, where that started, and, and how God's really been shaping that this year through what we've been doing amongst the nations. So Leif, um, this is your heartbeat. This is who you are, and it's very much something that uh, I'm seeing come alive in you over the last couple of months in particular. I think there's been a journey to get to this point, and now we're really starting to see an acceleration not just here in America, but amongst the nations in terms of what God has been clearly building over the last season. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about to start with was this whole journey of Kingdom Family started 16 years ago uh, with Papa Jack. Do you want to, maybe why don't you just share some of this story about uh, Kingdom Family from Papa Jack? Yeah, and I was in year 2000, I was visiting Papa Jack. I had just become a spiritual son but also I'd had a baptism of love experience. And Papa Jack, uh, I mean, he described the kingdom, heaven invading earth. That was a whole brand new kind of a paradigm. I, I, I knew about the kingdom before, but I, I don't think I had a proper perspective until my baptism of love, my focus was to, to get people to heaven, not how to bring heaven to earth and not to be able to see a culture changing culture. So when Papa Jack described this thing about the kingdom, I, I spent this time together with him trying to figure out what does he mean with that in a sense, because it was mm. just a new paradigm shift. So I remember so clearly we were walking and I said, Papa, what does the kingdom, what does the kingdom look like? Again, I'm trying to tangible with my Norwegian mm. mind, trying to mm. wrap my brain. And it's interesting because with his nice voice, he says, son. And I could even see he was thinking or processing. He said, I do not know. <laughs> I thought, wow, I thought he knew everything. So mm. it was like, mm. I do not know. But all I know, it will only be entrusted through family. Wow. And I was like, what does family look like? I mean, how, how was it in heaven? How was the father, son, spirit? What is the unity? What is the honor? What is the culture in heaven then mm. that needs to be the culture here on earth for heaven to come down? Mm. So I'm just like, but it started this talk and I didn't know it because my whole focus until year 2000 is discipling nation. It was to finish the unfinished task. It is about the movement. Mm. And I thought I had a kingdom paradigm, but until uh, family came in, and I realized that covenant actually comes before kingdom mm. because it started with a family. Mm. And that the family did, so even with Jesus slain before the foundation of the world, so before there was anything, there was also a provision, there was covenant that was cut, there was covenant that was made. God is a family. Mm. He is a father, he is a son, and he is a Holy Spirit. So mm. it started, but it came just as a seed. And I think that what a lot of people are now 
hearing after 16 years of this yeah. becoming clear it's like because you've been pregnant for so long mm. so that became a seed you became impregnated with it mm. and in, in the best way we could even as we were eight nine months pregnant in a sense mm. we mm. started to i can describe how this feel like and we'd seen so many amazing things but it was not before the birth when the water broke and certainly the birth of this kingdom family movement that's when I think that we have had much more clarity instead mm. of trying to describe something I'm pregnant with. Mm. Now, let me describe the eyes. Let me describe mm. the face. Let me describe. So it's almost this kingdom family movement now for me. It's not. Uh, it's something that can be seen clearly. And that's part of the process mm. that I think that we've been through for 16 years. I mean, we, mm. we've lived it. We have it. But now mm. there's a clarity in it that can now in the next moment be described. So it's much easier for me now to put language to it mm. than before I try to create a language of something that was still not necessary in a visual stage, mm. but in a pregnancy stage. And I think that's a big key that we've seen this year is the key, key word there is language in terms of being able to articulate something. I think when you were given that seed and also particularly over the last 16 years, you've stewarded it in such a way that's paired with your relational ministry because that's essentially at the core of your ministry is it's a relational ministry. And as you, as you, I mean, you just said to me before we walked in here, you know, you'd rather have relationship than being right. Um, and, and because covenant comes before kingdom, you know, and that family culture comes before the assignment. Mm. And so I think that um, what I've seen, particularly this year, I think some different opportunities, particularly as well as, of course, the last 16 years have given you insight and snapshots and relationships that have helped birth that language i think that's a very key part of it because i think you've known what you want it to look like or you felt maybe in your spirit what you want it to look like but maybe there hasn't been some language to articulate that no and i think to a certain degree we because especially uh, starting in the philippines over 10 years ago mm -hmm. uh, this is how family looks like yeah and we kind of also seen how the kingdom looks like mm -hmm. and even some of the movements so i think that in this whole process, even when I brought Papa Jack to the Philippines and seeing mm. about a thousand people in unity mm. of our young leaders to be able to see the worship, to see the presence, to be able to to see how it's changing nations. So mm. the beautiful part of this and this journey, it's not just been a mystical thing. It's been something that many times you did it intuitive, but now what you've done intuitive, you can do it much more intentional. Yes. So we did live a family we, we loved, but one of the things that I did was also I started around the world with it mm. and we saw it around the world but I've been on this long journey until coming back to loving myself the way that Papa God loves me and let that move into my marriage with mm. Jennifer and then into the kids so if I had a choice right now and I've said that often is that mm. I, that's where I would have started I would yeah. start just me yeah. would uh, be part of the quartet instead of the Trinity let it be a quartet and be so in one with both the father son spirit becoming mm. so one with that loving myself the way that Papa God loves me mm. and from that then covenantal marriage have somebody else that have the same feeling and I'm moving into our kids and that that mm. would have been but again the beautiful part of it is is that I got to explore all over the world and being on this journey towards mm. home mm. and now it's just so beautiful because while we are sitting here all over the world we're seeing uh, we're seeing being demonstrated we're seeing being manifested we're seeing uh, I mean, every single day just getting reports in of how this kingdom family movement looked like so it's so explosive right now that it's mm. uh, it's almost a scary thought to see where we're going to be 10 years from now mm. i think that one of the interesting things as well though in, in contrast and this is where 
it's almost like God's glorious mess in, in amongst all of it that it's like you, you as you say you, if you maybe had an opportunity to change the way that you'd approached a, a discovering what kingdom family movement looks like you maybe would have approached it from that um, internal perspective outward rather than an outward perspective working back towards home but I think the interesting thing that that the uniqueness of your journey is the fact that because you've traveled to 88 nations now uh, and you've experienced the kingdom in so many different cultures it, I think that gives you a very unique advantage to be able to look at what really kingdom family looks like because I mean I've had the privilege of traveling to a number of nations this past 12 months with you the Philippines and Penang and Australia and different parts of the world Cuba and you see a different expression of family that's unique to that culture you know I've, I've been to the Philippines with you and seen their extravagance and the way that they have such a relational um, family model and, and, and that servant heart and that, that transparent that vulnerability that's in their culture, which is quite unique for an Asian culture mm. because if you go into somewhere like Singapore where we were or Malaysia, it's maybe not as vulnerable because there's more of a performance mentality and different things like that. So I think that that brings a uniqueness when you have an appreciation for the different cultures that it's actually giving you a more comprehensive view of what kingdom family can look like. It, it is okay to be messy. It is okay to have the kids running around and I remember in Penang last year with Benji and Daniela's boys and some people sitting in the room thinking this is not appropriate this is not okay these kids are sitting down the front and being a little they weren't rowdy they were just being kids they yeah. were just being free and and it was beautiful to watch but you know I think once you've had that once you're comfortable with family being a little bit messy um, it, it gives you a more clear perspective of that it's okay when we're at the family table like it's it can be messy it can be diverse um so that that's kind of my observation of the journey that it, that's the beautiful part of the journey of coming at it from perhaps the other perspective is that there's that very vast appreciation for different cultures that bring something unique to the family table mm. yeah, and i just see it in the natural uh, my wife just wrote four books mm. and the one They're amazing amazing books yeah, yeah. And, and it's illustrated for one for each one of our kids so it's it's almost like if, if i was describing Leif Emanuel to you or describing mm. Lila or describing Courtney or describing Catherine I mean I have four children mm. very very differently uh, so it's just even to, to start to describe a different personality but every one of them is my favorite one mm. and then to be able to see each one with a uniqueness that I'm we celebrate one another. Mm. If you attack one of us, you attack all of us. Yeah. Just to see even knowing my biggest weaknesses and everything else, to see the unconditional love that they have and et cetera. I'm just using that in a sense of mm. just even in a natural, four totally different personality coming from a mm. Viking and a Cherokee Indian and mm. and then through intimacy and covenant. Mm. Uh, suddenly now we have these four kids and I can imagine how the grandkids. So mm. that's the generational blessing and the mm. way of thinking. And then I have some scars that now my kids don't have to have. Mm. They are going to have to steward inheritance by mm. then and the next moment. Uh, mm. They will have to pay so the next generation can, can play. play. Yeah. So there is a, an element there that is, is also very important. But that's now also with the spiritual family. So you see what the Filipinos brings to the table, what a Cuban, because there's redemptive gifts in each one of the nation. Yeah, that's good. And with those redemptive value, when that is bringing into the bigger, that's why in heaven, there's a family represented mm. from every nation, every tongue, and every tribe is going to sit around the family table in heaven. Yeah. So it's the representative yeah. of all these nations coming together. And that's one of the reasons that 
that we have not seen the second coming of Jesus is because he's just waiting for his family to come back from every yeah. nation, tongue, tribe, and language, and they will worship before him. It's going to be the most extravagant family party. So yeah. it started with a family in heaven, and it ends with a family heaven. And that's what God is doing, and that's why the enemy has been attacking family, especially attacking kingdom family, mm. because as soon as the family is being restored mm. the orphan spirit will be broken mm. and satan has lost his power because that's the only way he can operate since he became the first orphan yeah. and since then all he's trying to do is to going after family mm. both in a natural but also in the spiritual because if you don't have a strong natural family then in the next moment you don't have a strong church family you mm. end up as an organization mm. instead of becoming a kingdom community or kingdom family mm. that eventually then becomes a movement where each person is finding a place at, at, at the family table, they know who they are and whose they are. Mm. What are some of the things? Um, what are the, some of the things that you've been learning in this season, in a sense of what that looks like for your own personal life? And what I mean by that is, I think so much of what we do in our life here, and a lot of the time that we spend because of full-time ministry, is really about ministering outward. But I think that there's something, I mean, I've just observed some things this year just in terms of being connected to your amazing family and seeing even just the birth of these books and the journey and the process of that and that process of vulnerability from Jennifer and, and bringing your family into that, that story. What are some of the things that you feel have been helping you to guide, I suppose, now you're able to be in a position to focus on that at home? as well a little bit more and you're giving language to this what are some of the things that you've been learning personally that maybe help people that are listening to this that because i think a lot of the time the focus is on how can i do kingdom family well in my church or in my ministry or my business but actually as bill says he's you know he's first and foremost calling to be a father at home mm. before he's a father to a movement or to the nation so now, i think it's been a very big learning process because mm. for so long uh, I've, I've been gone 240, 50 days, and mm. it's difficult to come home and really connect. It's almost like you just connect, mm. but you can't uh, you can't go through a grieving process each time you leave because you're never you never done that enough. So I mm. think that first of all there was a big shift in regard to my priority, mm -hmm. even in regard to it. I think the struggle before, if I'm saying yes to the nations, I have to say no. Yeah. And to some degrees there is because yeah. you can't be in in both places at the same sure. time period. But I think that the the joy now for me especially as a spiritual father too, natural father and spiritual father, is mm -hmm. while we are sitting here, and I'm going to have a date with my daughter Lila now, as soon as we finish this mm -hmm. program, and then I go home and I see Jennifer. While I'm here, we have a culture-changing culture in 22 nations. So I think also for me that before I was trying to figure out how to do this, now when I caught the vision of the Kingdom Family Movement, it gave me also a tremendous rest to say no to a lot of different things. Because while I'm sitting here, we have a move of God's Spirit in Indonesia, we have in Malaysia. I got, I was on the phone with Pakistan this morning. I mean, it's all over the world. It's so explosive. Mm. So my dreams has been fulfilled, but it's been fulfilled through a family. Mm. As it's not that, like I need to be there because if, if you are there or somebody else is there, mm. we're doing everything that I've dreamed of doing mm. is happening now. And so I think that was the tension over the years of I need to be obedient to what he's called me to do and to be. Mm. But I didn't realize it because again, as I said, until you saw the birth of this incredible thing, uh, I felt I'm missing out on something. I don't mm. miss out on something when somebody, we've mm. had five people, I think, in those last years that have raised people from the dead. Wow, I've never seen on. it. That's amazing. I, I've never seen that. But we have five people in our family, spiritual family. Mm. So the joy for me now, uh, first of all, I'm, uh, I'm committed to making sure that everything, my wife, her dream, she, mm. I mean, she, she took care of the kids, took care of the home, 
and in the same way as I've helped people to find their dreams, to find uh, and, and to be able to find the fullness, the treasure chest in people's life all over the world, mm. world changers and history makers. And uh, now I feel also part of my assignment, including giving up some of my own stuff, mm. but just with a focus on everything that Jennifer dreams of in this season. I'm going to be her biggest cheerleader. I'm Come going on. to serve that dream. The mm. other thing is also with my kids and even the grandkids I do not have. So I'm very, very clear as I moved into the next season of my life that I would say that I would put 80% of the rest of my life is towards helping other people fulfill their dreams. Mm-hmm. I think the first part of my life, my first 50 years, was focusing as so much on what my dream and my vision and what my calling is to the nations. Mm-hmm. But in the next moment, there's something I'm going to still do in the nations is connected to who I am and, mm-hmm. and this next move. That's why it's a kingdom family movement. Mm-hmm. But I realized that we're going to see 100 nation in our generation that's going to be transformed mm-hmm. by power, love, and wisdom. It's going to be the three things that are sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is not just, first of all, with Jennifer, but also my own kids. But it's also like the office, the people here that is also family. So it's not mm-hmm. uh, what, what we have here, but it's all also our spiritual mm. sons and daughters. Mm. Now with all of the things that God has given me and all the relationship, most of I never even used to take a withdrawal from some of that. But now I'm able to going in and stepping in using the resources that I have for somebody else's dream to be fulfilled. Mm. And then there's a few things that I still need to do, being the bulldozer there. But two things, one of them is the uniqueness of what I need to do in, in the world in regard to preparing a way where there's not been a way and this whole new mm. shift that is going on. Mm. And the second thing that I'm going to do is be, I'm stepping in as a father. Uh, that's been the word spoken over me. I, I've been a spiritual son and I've been a son to pharaohs and leaders all over the world. But in this next moment, I'm going to still be a son, but I'm also going in and stepping into the responsibility to be a father and a spiritual grandfather mm. and just making sure to, to help leading this movement, not from a control, from because that's the beautiful part of it is mm. to going in and serve. So we do that by, by serving our sons and daughters. So mm. when I walk into Lila's home and she's married to Ravon, I don't go in and tell Lila what to do and how mm. she's supposed to do it. It's how can I serve her? Mm. So when people hear even this language, they get nervous, mainly because we've had so many dysfunctional families. Mm. But I think that my heart and my desire will be because that's the apostolic or in any of the fivefold mm. when you when they are showing up if they have sonship you will always start to see that it is empowering or equipping a body mm. to be healthy so everybody can flow and find their place on the body and that's my joy now is to be able to see the uniqueness but the, it's like wow here scotty special instrument or just the four of us right in this room right mm. now and then start to see and how to bring this all together with a beautiful picture that's what the kingdom template is from a family mm. then the movement that comes out so if one can do a thousand two ten thousand mm. just the four in this room mm. then imagine what we have now around the world mm. and how that can change nations i think something that um i was just reminded you know the other day someone was asking me uh about organizational culture and they were, they were asking from a leadership perspective you know how does culture how is culture created how is culture set and my response to that was that my personal opinion of organizational culture is it's a reflection of an individual or a group of individuals values so what are my personal values and how do i then uh, invest them into an environment such that that becomes culture and i think that um, that that's obviously quite a mechanical sort of answer to something um, that is perhaps you know looking at something that's related to organizations and things like that but essentially you know obviously you made the the comment that we've moved from an organization to a family but i think in there's a there's a parity in that thinking where if you if you think about 
individuals coming together as family they've each got something of value to add and it's their uniqueness it's their voice it's their unique expression of christ in the world that's coming together and that's where the fullness of family comes from and i think that that's where we've seen it time and time again this year that as we come into an environment and we give people permission to actually celebrate one another rather than compete with one another to use your language that it actually it shifts the environment in a sense that the value comes from the the value there's a value shift almost mm. where their value is as you say not from what they do but who they are and it's i think there's something key to that in terms of giving permission to people because you're celebrating them and then that gives them an activation and being able to celebrate other people um how would you say that you've seen that like just connected to what you've been talking about in terms of family both at home but also in our family of family no, I, I mean, how, would you, how would you how would you sort of make that yeah that I, I think the best way to describe it, in the old system i would probably i would going in and 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 create a special sauce uh, then i bring this to a table and then people will come and like eat from that sauce. Yeah, yeah so you can have mm. in the new system is everybody have a special sauce and you have a family table Mm. So the way honor looks like is very, very differently. So everybody has a value. That's the starting point. There's mm. a value. There's a treasure. There's a reflection of God that's found in each one. So when you're coming there to at the family table, uh, then suddenly every one of them have their special sauce at the family table. So if there's five people in my family, including what we just did at the last Kingdom Family uh, movement event here in Atlanta, is when I recognize that Courtney, Catherine, and Lila, this is part of the shift that, happened in Penang but it's also happened before that if you remember in the Philippines mm -hmm. I'm just using this as a mm -hmm. picture that I'm getting this favor in October with governments and leaders and top of here of last year yeah, yeah. yeah and as I was going through this thing uh, I knew I needed because I needed uh, some encounters with God it's almost like I cannot go with my previous or past anointing mm -hmm. into the future of mm -hmm. what he is leading me into so you were in that tension and then I remember so clearly in that meeting in the Philippines where a little girl with a flag was up there dancing. And I have a photo of it. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you were there. So, wow. So anyways, but that whole thing of her being there and then seeing the children. So you're seeing that these children, when I started a father being a, an apostolic father for this movement, Destiny, uh, you can see their kids are poured into it. They became something. Mm. And then there's a whole generation. Mm. All they know is this, if I can say, the revival fire that is burning brightly without burning out. It is a, it's a fire that is inside the family. Mm. And when I saw that over those children, here's just this strange thing that hit me. It's like they have what you need next. Wow. And Whoa. when I then went in, it's just a little bit different way of thinking. So mm. you're realizing that, wow, so mm. when these children, when you honor those children, mm. uh, including Belgium, I just said to a little, I, I said to one of these leaders that had a big question, I said, just study this little one and a half year old girl throughout this conference, because this little girl was all around in the front. Just study mm. her mm. and you're going to get the answer mm. to your deepest questions. Wow. And it is kind of a taking you back to some of the innocence, taking mm. you back. But to be able to see now that you, you plant a seed, that seed become a tree, that tree becomes a forest. And then suddenly out of that beautiful forest that you're there, you're becoming a student of it. Mm. And then to see the fruit that is coming from that very thing. <laughs> so it's like, hey, where did you get this? And they say, you taught us. And mm. I'm like, what did I teach you? Yeah. And that's pretty much what we're seeing now. So yeah. 
it was almost a fear of the Lord. I'm just saying that because it was a connection point to what has happened this year, mm. even what happened there with that little girl in the Philippines and those children in part. And mm. they took me to a place uh, mm. with God, in God, that I'm still on a journey to try to discover. It's almost like you, the, the glass of water here. I've tasted a glass of water, but there's an ocean that is underneath mm. here that we have access to. Mm. And when I realized that, uh, uh, that's why Jesus says, if you're gonna understand the kingdom, you need to look at them. There's something here of the childlikeness that is coming back also in me mm. in this, that is, is so much fun in it. But that, that is part of the tipping point. We're at the family table, and that leads us up to where I then realize, the wow effect just mm. on my own four natural children the uniqueness where they are it's not just what i can teach them and have given them but the next season what can i learn from them mm. the same here in the office with everybody's here what i can learn from the people that are around and everything else and then also coming to the family table this is what i have to add value to you mm. so honor is what love looks like mm. but in the next moment when i'm coming in and saying okay i have something before everybody just want to consume that's why we don't have the generational blessing mm. because you could bring something to the family table and it's mm. uh, in the next moment everybody give me touch me bless me fill me 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 mm. and then you go back again to the secret place to get another secret so people want you to write a secret book or to a secret conference mm. and you lose the secret mm. but in the family each one of us it's a safe environment mm. where each one of us can come to the family table and bring what we have. It's not just to see what I can get from, if there's 400 people in this church, I have 399 other special sauces mm. to taste from. There we have all the wealth, we have all the education, we have all the brilliance, it's there at the family table. But if you just come to get from them instead of bringing yours to the family table, mm. you don't have access to what you don't honor. So that's mm. why it's so important to see wow. the wow effect in each one that is sitting at the family table, if that's fathers and mothers or brothers and sisters and it is no longer who is the most important because as i'm saying some of those little children mm. can be the most important in us it's not a hierarchy the way we think because that's not how heaven operates mm. between a father son and spirit i think that's something that you teach on quite well um is the the fact that in the in the trinity there's no hierarchy you, you want to maybe flesh that out in terms of the way that each points to the other yeah because i, I think that as soon as i started to see this it's not just the model that is in heaven but every time when i'm looking at papa looking at the father you see he points to his son mm. you see this language over and over to the father but if you look at the son all i do is what my father is doing all i say is what my father is saying i can do nothing without my father mm. i mean constantly this language and you see the spirit and it goes again to holy spirit's whole mm. role he show how jesus looks like Mm. So when the, when you're full with the Spirit, you're actually full with Jesus. Mm. And then you get full with the Father. Mm. And so if you look at the Father, he points to the Son. The Son points to the Spirit, the Spirit mm. to the Son, the Son mm. to the Father. They always point mm. towards one another. Mm. And that's how you see the health within the family, yeah. is everybody's just, wow, no, it yeah. doesn't matter if I, if it is my instrument or this instrument, everybody points towards one another mm. instrument. And we celebrate the other people that are in there. It's yeah. Fathers are celebrating the sons, sons are celebrating the father. And when you see that generational blessing starts mm. to flow, then heaven gets very attracted to it. Mm. And then the next moment, heaven gets manifested on earth. Mm. <laughs> and I think a big key to that is humility. I think that's one thing that I've observed with the, this, there's two, two maybe examples that I've, I've seen that is one in the way that when you and Papa Jack are together and also then Paul Yadow is in the room as well, you've got three generations there. And you see not just the culture of honor, but you see the humility to each other. I mean, we had, uh, I think it was two Sundays ago, you, you were speaking at Northlands Church here in Atlanta. And 
that was with Papa Jack and Paul, and the three of you shared about covenant and kingdom. But the way that you, it, it wasn't just the, the way that you honored and pointed to each other, but it was the, the humility with which you carried a reverence or just a, um, a respect for each other, not necessarily as a message, but just as a, as a person. I think that there, there's something there that it's paired the humility and, and, and honor kind of coupling together is where you see that. Yeah, and the best way I can describe it, and it's hard for somebody on the outside if you do not uh, have capture, mm. if, if I can say this paradigm, yeah. because this is, but it's like when I'm looking at Papa Jack, I have this wow effect for several different things. Mm. Uh, the last 10 years, if you use the natural, I, I, it's not like I need something from Papa Jack. I'm grown up, I have my own family, my own ministry and everything else. I wouldn't be who I am without Papa Jack. So I'm just sure. putting that in a sense. My, it's not a need-based relationship where mm. I need something from him. It's it's a totally honor and love-based relationship. He's my best friend. Mm. So you go from being a child of God to become a friend of God. So from yeah, sonship, wow. you become a friend. So when you mm. grow into maturity, it is no longer, he said, I no longer call you servant. I, I call you friends. Mm. So it's a, a, a friendship, a covenant of friendship, like Leif Emmanuel. Mm. I maybe fathered him three or four times the last seven years. Wow. So it's not a me fathering and dad's. No, we're friends and we're coming together. We're hanging out together. Mm. So I wouldn't be what I am without Papa That's Jack. Good. But Papa Jack wouldn't be the father if he didn't have a son. Yeah. And it's the same also with Paul Yada if you're looking at that reflection. So if you go to Paul and even now in Malawi today, he's talking about me and talking about how important I've been and this mm. and that. Mm. But he is the one that taught me how to be a son. Mm. It was a son that taught me how to be a son. Mm. Taught me to be a son to Papa Jack that taught him to father me, taught mm. me to father him, that taught him to father. So that's the beautiful part mm. of the family. So mm. what I'm learning from my children is phenomenal. Mm. I can't wait to be my grandkids. Mm. So to see now what Papa Jack is learning from Paul, mm. his grandson. Mm. and sitting for hours in my home where mm. now his grandson is sitting there with a grandpa that is 83 years old mm. and, and, and sitting for hours and talking about things mm. that, that first the father took this dream. I came in as a son that had a vision. Mm. Then I had my dream and Paul Yotta came in and he had a vision. Sure. And now you start to see how this comes in full circle back. So the grandson, like my spiritual grandkids in Philippines spiritual, certainly imparting things that they have with God, mm. where this pure, pure water mm. is suddenly being released. And that's all they know, the purity. Mm. And I've been at war for so long. Mm. Uh, but here these people are coming imparting to me. So that's why I think mm. that you will see there is this awe in the awesomeness because of mm. a Papa Jack, because of a Pollyanna. That's not just the only two, but it's just, I think it is beautiful picture of the three generations together yeah, that the grandpa couldn't do that without his son because yeah. he, and the son can do without his son. It's just a, yeah. a interdependence instead yeah. of a independent. Yeah. So we need one another. And I can't imagine uh, to, to not have Papa Jack there in my life. So what yeah. I'm saying, I'm a grown up, I'm a grown up man, but again, I wake up, mm. I have a, I'm a son, mm. and out of that I can father. That's why I don't have the pressure mm. of this whole thing. Mm. Because if I'm starting to see just the people God has given into my life, I get so overwhelmed mm. of just that responsibility. Mm. But if I can wake up in the morning, I'm a son. And out of that sonship, the big apostleship follow then from there to father this next missionary movement mm. as long as i wake up as a son first with papa god but also now having papa jack mm. and as i i want to have him around as long as possible yeah. and we all become yeah. greater than we are when we are in this because the generational blessings the wisdom of papa jack mm. all these years for me to sit there for hours and listen to the stories mm. of the biggest hero in my life and just hearing these things and me sitting there but more important, the way he's fathering me is teaching me to father people. 
mm. the way he's a friend with me, teach me to be friends with my sons. And these things just goes on and on and on. And that's how we start to see these things explode all over the place. Mm. I think one thing that this phrase just comes to mind that absence permits deficiency mm. in the family, where it's almost like there's a deficiency in the family when a son or a daughter is not present. There's people out there that we haven't even yet connected to through the family of families around the world that we don't even know we're missing something until they bring it to the table. Mm. It's like you think the table is full. I mean, we just had this phenomenal event here in Atlanta two weeks ago. <laughs> you think the table's full, but that's just even that's just that's just the entree. Mm. You know, well, it's just the appetizer. You know, it's just the taster. And I think that is that absence permits deficiency in a family because it's like the family isn't full until everybody's at the table. You know, you know what that's like when your kids, you know, with Leif Emanuel in Nashville, your family's not complete around the family table. And unless, you know, Leif and, and Emily come down and, and mm. join that family table, there's a deficiency there because there's absence. Um, one of the things that I think has been amazing through this year is seeing, um, just seeing how God has uh, awakened us perhaps in terms of what family can look like. Um, and we've seen it, you know, you, you obviously had... Uh, we had the, the conference for the gathering for the persecuted church in Pakistan, uh, I think it was in May of this year. We had uh, our first conference in Atlanta after a, a season of not doing doing events, large-scale events. That was that was in April, April. Uh, which was Kingdom Explosion. We've had uh, the family gathering in Penang uh, in September, and now we've just had Kingdom Family Movement here in Atlanta uh, at the start of November. But looking through all of those significant events that we've had a hand in terms of, I suppose, cultivating an environment, an atmosphere where people can come and experience what family looks like, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, there you've got an event in Pakistan with the persecuted church, and then you've got an event here in Atlanta that is, you know, with affluence and abundance and all of those sorts of wonderful things. And then you've got Penang with 22 nations coming together. There's such a diverse mix of learning uh, for for us in terms of that. But why don't you just walk us through your journey in terms of for you what you've you've had all those amazing experiences what are some of the highlights that have really start to maybe become the pillars of bringing family together in a gathering yeah i can't remember who said it in uh, it could have been you scotty but it was in april when house fires was there and sean bowles and uh, bread and wine but they said people would just describe it a worship mm. I think this was Lila, your daughter. They Maybe. came off the stage. and Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. they bit also I remember the, like Pat Barrett, some of the guys afterwards were like, wow, well, what is this? Yeah. What Why is, is all this, this so powerful? Is powerful? Why is it and they were because it's family. This is yeah. a family. I mean, yeah. just see, I mean, just, and Daddy Leif, but let's yeah. see his sons and daughters yeah. from all over just with one song. I mean, coming there from yeah. the Cuba was there and yeah, yeah. Philippines is there. Yeah. You did. Norway There's just was Norway there, was there. Thailand, <laughs> yeah. Australia. So, they came in from all over. It was yeah. just a small, but when you're having that, together because you're finding your voice back that's what we want mm. for every one of us in the family you're finding your voice back wow. because that that can only be found within the family this mm. is what you were meant mm. to be that's what i'm saying like right now uh, th these changes is going on as lila's been inside his office and mm. courtney has been here and Catherine's. Uh, there's different things for a season they may yeah. be here but then ho hopefully they're getting married and uh, lila's already married mm. but it's like as they're going starting their own family and and now they're starting with their dreams because mm. they've had vision for somebody else's mm. dream. It's kind of the same thing also with family. I really do not believe. That's why Jesus in John 14, 18 says, I will not leave you as an orphan. I will come to you. Mm. The mm. cry of Jesus in John 14, 18 is, I left 
heaven. And wow. I came down to this earth to become an orphan so that you could be joined back again to the family and to be sons and daughters, to find your voice back and to be wow. able to find a place mm. at the family table. Mm. So I think that the, the best of who you are can only be found in him. Mm. But there's an element you will not really truly find him before you find a family because God is a father, God is a son. And God is a Holy Spirit. Mm. So the spirit for life, so the kingdom is not about eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. Mm. So when you're suddenly part of the kingdom family movement, you will always see the righteousness. That's just your right positioning with a robe of righteousness, just as if you had never sinned. From there, there's always shalom and peace. And then there will be an expression of joy mm. that only family can provide. And you find that within the kingdom. Mm. So that's why I'm... That was just the April event. Yeah, wow. What we then saw in Pakistan, that was kind of a very different because all of them were orphans, mm. in a sense. they mm. living in fear. They are the nobody. They are oppressed. Yeah. They are down. But then for them to start, uh, many of them know Jesus and many of them the Holy Spirit, but they don't know Father God. Yeah. So then to be able to release the baptism of love, mass healing, about 80% of them got physically healed. Wow. But then eventually when the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in them, brought them up to Papa, and they had encounter with their father and they were no longer fatherless. Yeah. For the first time they're coming back mm. to Pakistan and it starts to describe this place, mm. pretty much describing heaven on earth. Mm. All of our life we lived in hell, but this was the first time we tasted of, even while we are here, wow, mm. this is not a home. Mm. This is just where we are temporary living. Heaven is a home, but that's not when we die. That's when we start mm. to live. That's mm. when the spirit of sonship comes in. Mm. That says Abba, Father. Mm. When that came in and they started to realize in that and they were connected to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit mm. who is God here and now, mm. connected them to the Father and Son and the family. Mm. Something shifted and something changed. I even saw the glow mm. on their faces, hope in the middle of hopelessness. Christ within you, the hope of glory was being released. It's interesting that <laughs> I'm just reminded of uh, something that's connected to this and I, I hadn't made this connection, but we, we're working at the moment, as you know, on a Norwegian translation of healing the orphan spirit and healing the orphan spirit as a phrase doesn't translate very well into Norwegian and so we had to come up with something and one of the phrases was freedom from fatherlessness and I think that that's a really interesting phrase when you think about that experience that the, the people in the persecuted church had in Pakistan yeah. it's that it's almost for the first time they experience freedom from fatherlessness. What, what's the phrase in Norwegian? Yeah, it, it, it is fatherlessness. Fatherlessness. Yeah, so we say yeah. the, the father hunger, father deficiency. Yeah, so and which is essentially at the core of, of what an orphan spirit is, is yeah. that you, you don't know what, what it is that you need to be free from until you, you no, identify and the whole, that. The whole world has become a worldwide orphanage. Mm. So the 7.5 billion people in this world. So if you're looking at every pain, every crime, every abuse, everything is connected to that spirit. Mm. And since Lucifer mm. became an orphan with one third of the fallen angels, mm. they've been on one assignment. Mm. But then you can hear the heart of the father. And when we capture that heart, Mm. as sons and daughters and we start to dream we're a father at that moment on the curse of the land is about to be broken mm. and that's what we're seeing and that's what we saw throughout this year uh, even as the, we then came to Penang which had a very significant because I think we were 22 nations together yeah, 22 Penang. this year yeah. yeah this year and just to see then people coming in and I'm thinking about here's this one person raising the dead that have seen 
over 20,000 individual healings. He sees 200 a week, just one-on-one. And from literally just going out onto the streets and being... Living the Jesus Just life. living the Jesus, the lifestyle Christianity, like yeah. what Todd the White's Todd, doing. Yeah. And they call him the Todd White of Asia. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call yeah. him. And even if he him, he is himself. So that's a Jeff Yoon. Yeah. Who, but he, I remember when he first became a son. Mm. Because again, everybody valued him for what he did and for his gifting instead of who he was. Mm. But he wanted a family to be part of. He had mm. a phenomenal instrument, but that instrument mm. needs an orchestra. It needs some other yeah. body else. So yeah. defining his voice. So, but even if he there, or well, then you can start to see a Benji and just his team, and you're meeting some of those people like the Eagles and, mm. and they say they planted over 450 churches. And mm. here's the Pagliato, and here, and you can go to mm. the line of all the mm. different people that was yeah. there. And I just, when I started to realize, I was thinking, I mean, in this, even in the evening, there was maybe four, 400 people or so. Mm-hmm. But I thought about, there's enough people in this room to change the world. Yeah. And that's just a small little group. Yeah. But I knew that family. Something messed with me. And uh, if you remember then, by the end, so I, instead of me speaking, I, I was supposed to do all these events like the year before mm-hmm. that, that where I was supposed to speak in a different setting. And instead it was like, hey, what do you have to say, Andy? Let me hand uh, the baton to you. You sons, yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. I want to hear from my sons yeah. that has become something or Jamie yeah. coming in here. Yeah. Or, and you just started to throw the ball over to them. Yeah. And then a light came and they played their instrument. But it yeah. all, what I watched that probably did something for me to see that it didn't matter who had a mic and totally different personalities, mm. even who they are. But when you start here, but to see the rest of the family, how they mm. celebrated whoever had the mic, and it didn't matter if you had the mic or not, yeah. it was family. Yeah. And that's why the last day when we did a rod thing and something just, it was almost like, yeah, I, I got so messed up because again, mm. that's for all these years I've carried this yeah. and I've sensed it and yeah. felt it and this and that. But now the water has broken and the yeah. birth of this baby is here. Yeah. And before everybody been in touch with it and we yeah. literally have had tens and tens of thousand people just being transformed just by getting close to mm. this baby that was in the womb. Mm. Especially mm. in the last years as this baby has grown and grown. Mm. But now when it was birthed forth, it was almost like the joy that I'm looking into the face. Mm of this kingdom family movement. That's why I became very clear also about the language as we saw. Mm. Because before, you could talk about a language when people hear it, they're describing something they cannot see. Mm. Now I, I, I felt I can go public with this language. I've mm. seen it, mm-hmm. but now I can go public with this language and be clear about the language because I'm describing something and say, this is how love looks like. This is how honor looks like. This is how interdependence looks like. Mm. This is how a community of world changers and history makers can change the world mm. and so that joy and then just to be able to as i'm saying in the end there uh, when heaven just came down that's literally what it was and you saw this kisses from heaven but just to see within the family the different ones finding their voice uh, and it is not who is the important if that's a m- professor in medicine in one place to school teacher here to is we're not even it's all of us sitting together at the family mm. table bringing our special sauce and just what I got to taste from. I'm still not being able to process 10% of that, just what I got. Mm. I can spend the rest of my life just from the meals that I got there. Yeah. It was so overwhelming. And then we came to Atlanta and again, I brought it home, which was a very sweet kiss from heaven because I, I started around the world. But for me, I can be honest with you, uh, I, I could not go to heaven and there's many times I've been close to go to heaven, but I could not be satisfied to see the world being changed if my own family here at home, both natural family and also our community, the city mm. that I live in. So what I gave to the nation, now the nations brings it back again home mm. and here at home. So to see that here was just overwhelming. Uh, mm. And especially 
the last night was kind of also for me personally speaking. The other one was mm. a redemptive in regard to our spiritual family, mm. but this was also our natural family mm. that finally has come home. Now we need to steward this, but the very thing that I didn't know how to do that, but mm. now God has done it. Mm. And we start to see that now from that very place, I want to steward that. And then from that very place, that's going to be the essence. That's going to be, mm. and my goal would be in the future, as even the people are listening to this, they're going to come in if it is here or mm. other parts of the world, mm. come into these kingdom family gathering, find the very DNA and starts mm. to live it when they go back to their community and the nations. But the other part of my dream with this would be all these people that are alone all over the nations mm. in places like Nepal or people mm. uh, 15 years among an unreached people group but they find their tribe they find their family place to dream with so when you are you feel you may be alone there in a small little place if that's in Alabama or if it is in the middle of uh, North India but in the middle of you really know I'm part of a big family and I have access to all these different things that I didn't mm. have before and when they find in that community and find in that very thing to see mm. that very thing that's something I can live for and mm. die for I think uh, something that comes to mind is, you know, um, what is it? A hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I think it's almost like there's some of those people that are out there isolated or, you know, uh, uh, we had um, some some friends come from Australia to this event. Um, amazing. Dave and his family and, and Dave ministered very powerfully as part of the worship team with his saxophone. And, uh, just an incredible, incredible family and what their, their journey. But I remember mm-hmm. him saying something to us that he said, he said to me, for for so many years, I've gone to, you know, invested into different churches or been part of different faith communities, and I always felt there was something wrong with me mm. because I didn't fit. But being in, and he was with us in Penang um, in, in September, and he, he came over for this event, but he said, for the first time, I, I felt like I actually belonged because I'd found my place in family. And he mm. actually sent me a text message this morning saying, We've just come back to Australia and I feel like we've left part of our heart in Peachtree City here in Atlanta. And I think that that's a really beautiful example, but you, we've seen it time and time again with different people where um, even even at the event, some of the different speakers, you know, David Wagner saying, it didn't feel like a conference. It didn't feel like an event. It felt like family, mm-hmm. you know, and there were some incredibly seasoned conference goers that came to the event and said, this is by far the best event that I've ever been to. But I think that's because they didn't come to an event. They came to a gathering. And I think maybe we should talk about that a little bit. We were really convicted. I think it was probably about the start of October where we were looking at momentum and just, you know, how do we steward this this opportunity? And I think we were both quite convicted that we'd been really uh, approaching it from a conference mindset. And uh, that really hit home that this isn't a conference. This is a family gathering. Um, maybe you want to share your heart about sort of some of that journey for you and yeah I, I think that part of it because part of my dream was also that to travel less to be home more with a family mm-hmm. so I think in the middle of it just the, the natural way of thinking is the way we're doing things and what you know is working but in the middle of it no matter how you work that old system it didn't work very well mm-hmm. so then in the middle of just that the reason I'm supposed to be home is to bring the world to me but somehow the world is not listening or hearing about mm-hmm. the amazing things taking place it was some of that and then I knew like a Todd White who I'm been in a relationship for all these years or the David Wagner or a Jake Hamilton or I'm talking about a different they come in with a special mm-hmm. sauce or Alberto and Kimberly Rivera mm-hmm. so all of them were preparing this amazing table so I think in the middle of it was almost like excuse me and, and I remember very clearly one of the moments where the Holy Spirit convicted me 
But he said also, it's like if I'm one of my friends that I don't want to mention a name, but the Holy Spirit brought him to my mind, but it's a very key leader. And he said, if you bring him to your family table and you let this person be there at the family, but people are coming up, can you do an autograph? Can you, and constantly, could you pray for me? It would be a dishonor. And it was almost like the Holy Spirit, he says, and he's even called me, tell me my friend. So I said, Holy Spirit, I want you to know, and I've said it very, very clearly, Holy Spirit, you are my friend, mm-hmm. and you're my best friend, and I just, I just love you. And he said, Leif, and he said, you are, you're having this event, and somehow in the middle of the whole value system, and if you're stirring up the people to come to see what they're going to get, or come to see what, come here to this event and everything else, mm-hmm. I, I, it does something. It was almost like I felt I grieved the Holy Spirit, but mm-hmm. when people can just come and value him for who he is, and I know that's what's brought glory to the Father. So that conviction for me, just all these other things, yes, it's, it's important, but it's not the important thing. We have an honor guest that is going to be here, mm-hmm. and it's all about him. And he has no problem to serve people food or sign a book or this. That's not the issue, but it's not what this is all about. So it's almost like some of all these things you tried to do to host him mm-hmm. suddenly became the big thing in itself instead mm-hmm. of just this whole thing. We're going to be able to host his presence. We're going to host him here in his special place, but do not do anything to distract away from that. Mm-hmm. And when I realized, and I just repented from that, mm-hmm. And then I just realized, because if he find his place at the family table, everybody will find their place. It's kind of, mm. if you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto you. Mm. So it's almost like Papa God says, the best thing about me is me. Mm. And it's that kind of thing. The best thing about God is God, mm. instead of what he's going to do for us. So, so you just have to trust him. Mm. And then we just went back again, repented, and then went back again and said, Papa, how do you want to do this? Yeah. And all of that. And it just... And it became greater than what we had mm. dreamed and imagined. And that's just the, the beauty of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you do it his way, it's yeah. usually the best way. It is. One of the, one of the things that, uh, and I suppose in terms of making this accessible to, to, to the greater family that might be listening to this, is that we, we, we coined a phrase that was up on the screen during the entire conference. And uh, one of our team members made the, the, conference, uh, made the comment that, halfway through the weekend that there was a statement on the wall but we were actually now becoming that statement and the statement was we are a family movement and I think that there's three words that we've been talking about kingdom family movement and I know that you have some thoughts on each of those words but moving forward and what we're what we're going to pursue and what's going to become non-negotiable for what we do here is everything is part or toward a kingdom family movement what would you those three words kingdom family and movement what what does that look like for you in in terms of a vision yeah let me first also describe that i think it's very important is that we are just one family mm. and it is the family of families mm-hmm. uh, we are connected to global awakening randy clark we were just there mm-hmm. we had a big family event so there mm-hmm. we are just part of a bigger family of families yeah. we are connected to bethel and our friends there and to see what they are doing in regard to just having a family so there's a, the incredible kingdom family movement from that place. Mm-hmm. And we could just go on and on and on of the different other ones of 
apostolic fathers that we are part of their families sure so i, I want to make sure that this is not like an original this is something yeah. it's just uh, global mission awareness we are a family of families yeah. and part of our uniqueness and special sauce to put together at the bigger family table like heidi other people how can we add value to all these amazing people mm. that we honor and we serve so i'm saying that also in regard to when you're looking at the world and we're looking at this movement there's other incredible incredible families that god is has raised up is raising up and we get to be part of something so much bigger than who we are but in the middle of that now global mission awareness i'm just using that because it was the name of the uh, of, of the family of families have all these incredible families and sons and daughters and we are dreaming together part of our assignment that i do know is is connected to the least last and lost we want everyone in the world to experiencing a god that looks just mm -hmm. like jesus and to do that so you find part of our dna would be i have not given you a spirit of fear but power love and wisdom so all of our spiritual sons and daughters who are fathers and mothers and this whole generation of blessing is going to fill the whole earth with glory and the glory is happening is when you're rooted and grounded in love and then from that love you get full of power and wisdom how to be able to live out that jesus life what god had called you to do and to be and some of them they will raise up another family movement so that's why i say it's a movement it is kingdom mm -hmm. meaning it is it's cosmic not just global it's changing the universe it's it's a cosmic it's kingdom meaning the rule and the reign of the king and his domain so it's the rule and reign of god in every area of life mm -hmm. it's not just to get people to heaven but to bring every aspect of heaven to every corner of the earth it's a family meaning it is a totally relationship based movement where we are not focusing just on what we're doing but who we are and that comes first it's who i am and who i am in relationship to people and then the movement is just the organic aspect of how that's being demonstrated mm. on a daily basis as ordinary people do extraordinary things together mm. as we are dreaming with god and we're seeing there's all these things in heaven that god wants to see here on earth and as sons and daughters we're just coming in and said we're just saying yes to papa and we're saying yes with other people and realizing instead of the weaknesses they have we recognize that in the middle of all this mud we can see that there's a treasure in every single person's life mm. and we choose to celebrate one another instead mm. of tolerate one another we're saying that we, we we let's not compete with one another but complete one another mm. Uh, so it's both recognizing all the other family movements that is out there mm. and how we are in relationship to them and honor them and what can we bring to add value to them and also what can we learn and grow from them but it's mm. also on an individual level mm. in a sense so with our movements that right now in 22 nations we do have sons and daughters mm. and how to be able to steward that by expanding it and to be able for the whole world to be able to see who he is mm. and that happens only when we start to see who we are mm. in regard to his family mm. I think uh, I think one of the things is that definitely my heart, and I know this this is yours as well, that everybody should always have an invitation or an opportunity to find their voice at the family table. Mm. That's I think that's essentially where it, it comes down to the to the, where the rubber hits the road, if you like. That uh, every individual should have an opportunity and invitation to find their voice at the family table. Um, maybe what you could do is maybe just release a blessing over over people that 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 is an activation that they find whether it's with us mm. whether it's with one of the other families that we celebrate and serve and run alongside with whether it's in a local church whether it's in a fellowship group but 
the family table is always represented by relationships so you can't do it in isolation so maybe if you wanted to just share some of your heart in terms of releasing something over people that are listening that'd be that'd be wonderful the first i just wanted to release even peace Mm -hmm. just this shalom the very peace of heaven Mm -hmm. just to come upon you and uh, the gospel is actually the good news so don't listen to bad news (laughs) it is the gospel of the kingdom the good news of the kingdom that is going to be proclaimed and demonstrated to all nations and then the end will come matthew 24 14 so it's the good news by the way and it's the good news of the kingdom of heaven on earth to a family that is going to be able to fill the whole earth so i thank you father that we are living during a time that for the last 2,000 years, people have just dreamed of being part of. Thinking that we are the generation that has been given this incredible opportunity to finish the unfinished task. And that is to be able to see the good news of the kingdom being demonstrated. And I thank you that you're showing us how to be family. You're showing us how to be sons and daughters and fathers and mothers. And now we even have grandmothers and grandfathers. And I just thank you for all the generational blessings. And I thank you in the middle of all of that, just even with the my little voice how that fits into the bigger picture i just feel such a privilege just to have a small little part of it when i'm thinking about all these people that has paid a price that's gone before us and i thank you father that you just give us a spirit even of humility mm. in a sense of just realizing that uh, you are the father that took the initiative for all of this and your only begotten son paid a price for this to be a possibility for this is to be a reality. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit that you are still moving and working. So I'm asking even at this very moment on that you will just uh, move into the hearts of each one of us because glory is about to be released when you are finding your voice. That's who you were before the foundation of the world. He knew you and he loved you and he chose you and he chose you to be part of something bigger than yourself. So I thank you, Father, that every let every church become a kingdom family church let every business be a kingdom business let every school system and everything else know what a kingdom education looks like mm-hmm. father i just ask now that, that whoa the people here in arts and media and creativity and all those different things are just uh, people are going to find their voice back and mm-hmm. it's going to sound like the voice of heaven it's going to sound like an incredible voice that is just going to unify us in such a way that we're going to find each other. And I thank you just even for, I was just in Belgium this week, a couple of days ago in Belgium. See 25 nations coming together. Just over just a couple of days, I felt like I've known these people all my life. It was just these quick (laughs) connections, heart to heart. And that's what you're doing. So do that worldwide. Connect us together with you and one another through a large, large family. And I just release you to dream again with God. This is the season to dream with God. And I just release any of the hope that was deferred, that made your heart sick. This is the season to desire again and dream again because it's going to release the tree of life in you and people are going to be able to taste and see that God is good through your life. So I bless the rest of your journey in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, wow. Well, so good to be with you all, and thanks for joining us. Uh, It's always a privilege to hear Life's Heart and to share with you as family. If you would like to connect with us, uh, we we would love to uh, serve you and to connect with you as family. You can do that. The best way is to visit our website, globalmissionawareness.com, and uh, there's amazing ways you can connect with us, sign up to our newsletter, follow us on social media with the tag at Leif Hetland. 
and uh, we would love to just welcome you into the family. Until next time, bless you guys, and uh, we'll see you soon.